want? Do you ever want to say action? Do I, I, I do want to say action. Because back... Three, back, two, one, action. Action. Remember action. we talked about having a slate for a while? I even bought one. I wonder what I did with it. I brought it and I, I put it in my car thinking I'd bring it in one day and I just never did. <laughs> it was probably floating around. You, the, you can just roll up to like many sites in and around LA and just pull it out and just be like, all right, let's do this, guys. Have you ever done that? Sneak on a set? Uh, I have. So have I. Well, we talked about when you snuck into the basketball games. With yes. The, with your. Yes. Yeah. Well, Clark and I used to walk on sets all the time. Just get food. Just to get food. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Because they have, they have I, good <clears throat> They have legit food. Yeah. And movie sets in yeah. and around LA. Like because they legit. have a, it's a union rule that they have to be fed constantly. <laughs> yeah. And then I don't know when, at what point they started saying we got to have good food. Like, I don't know how that happened, but like they have good food on these sets, man. Like LA good. fancy sun-dried tomato, everything. Yeah. That's the first <laughs> time I had a sun-dried tomato for one of those. <laughs> of course it is. That's funny that you say that. <laughs> like, what is a sun-dried tomato? And they're like, don't they worry. Sun-dried tomatoes for yeah. days. Yes. <laughs> You can go up in your custom-made egg white breakfast. <laughs> I went and had a, I had a, uh, I had, so I went to lunch with a colleague yesterday, which is the first time I've done that in, I don't know, two and a half years, something like that. It was kind of fun. Thank you, COVID. Thanks, COVID. Um, and we walked from, so right near our office. So we have an office building in Santa Monica. Um, it's, and right behind it, there's these long, I don't even call them like workshop slash warehousey like places right so there's like a parking space and then a, a roll-up garage door and then inside there's like yeah and and in and, and, and santa monica that means movie stuff right yeah, like, yeah. like every single place is like this guy's making this for movies that guy's making that for movies right and um so we wandered through this neighborhood that had a lot of those kind of places and ended up at a place that clearly was not built to be a restaurant but has been converted <laughs> to a restaurant and had a very much a movie set vibe where it's like you kind of order at this hutch and then you go outside under some makeshift tent situation and eat in the parking lot. I'm like, and everyone felt perfectly comfortable there because they all clearly work on movies all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, I got a, I got the bowl. So I think it's funny. The bowl? Yeah. That's what it's called? The bowl formerly known as is actually what it's called. Um, formerly known? Well, then there was like a symbol. What I was don't that know how like? to pronounce the symbol. <laughs> it was a square. It was a clever name for, for the bowl. But I wanted to say something about the bowl sensation. So... I think it's funny that there's like a whole line of restaurant food you can get now that's classified by the kind of dish that it's served in. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't have like a oh, yeah, cup. good point. It's called a bowl. And when as soon as you say a bowl, you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Like there's gonna be a pile of this over yeah, here yeah. and a pile of that you over might there. Have noodles or rice. And, and, yeah. <laughs> a pile here. And then yeah. some garnishes on top and some anyway. So I got the bowl formerly known as, and it was fine. Um, but it was uh, pretty expensive because Santa Monica. Right. And it was like, because that roll up door has really expensive rent. <laughs> it does. That roll up, whatever, has expensive rent. But also, like, the portion size wasn't there. So I'm like, you know, I mean, you can charge me a lot and give me a lot. <laughs> or you can charge me a lot and give me a little if it's freaking gourmet. Right. But if it's charge me a lot, and give me a little and it's just serviceable, I'm disappointed. <laughs> so I was disappointed. <laughs> when I go back, I'll walk I, away. Not really. Because no. the guy, the guy across me got it was twenty four hour breakfast. He got a breakfast burrito with uh, chorizo, right? Which is like fine, it looked, it looked good, but it looked you know like twenty percent smaller than it should. Be. You know, <laughs> like like you can like if you were to put it in your hand, your fingers make it all the way around. The yeah, yeah, that's a small burrito. <laughs> that's not right. You know I mean? Yeah. And uh, anyway, 
So that was uh, I had, that was my lunch yesterday. You did eat my a bre- bowl. So just say it to your wife. I don't know what is it about the. Uh, why does my li- wife love containers for everything, and why does she love baskets for everything, and why does she eat anything that I'll serve her in a bowl? <laughs> like she just, I don't know. Like, she just what wants- if it? What if it was called the basket? Like. I guess you wouldn't think, sound good, right? Like, no, I think there's fruit in it. Harvest basket, yeah. Like, coming in vegetables. Harvest bowl. Well, yeah. <laughs> I got to see I about shall this. Eat it. <laughs> Why was it called it formerly known as? What was in it? Was there fish or chicken? What? what oh, you got to choose. Uh, no. Uh, I think it was the prince sign. I think they're making a prince joke. Remember how the artist? No, no, I get this? that, but but yeah. is it is there something specific inside of it? Oh no, they had the. I always forget the name of this stuff. What do you call the Middle Eastern chickpea stuff that's deep fried? The ball that's deep fried? Oh, uh, falafel. Yeah. So I had two falafels. Then there was a pile of something purple and the beet, beet related, I think. And then there was a pile of Ew. something else. Then there was some burnt kale. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then there was... I've decided... Well, you, you know, everybody knows I'm a vegan and there's some things I won't eat. Beets, one of them. I'm not a big kale fan either. It's stupid. It's not good. Toasted kale tasted all right, but the texture's still still wrong. It's even not, the toasted right. kale is like weird. It's not right. It, it's also not useful. It has too much iron. If you take it too, if you eat it too often, you get anxiety, which explains all of Santa Monica. Honestly, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> yeah. I and, want a kale uh, smoothie. Everybody's walking around with anxiety. Everyone's walking around with anxiety. But you got oh, your anxiety medication, puppy. your kale smoothie. You're great. Yeah, just bounce it out. They call it boosters. Put it right in there. Yeah, you know right I mean? in there. Kind of just uh, here what go. happens when you put bee pollen in? I don't know, but I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> bee pollen. <laughs> As if you didn't have enough allergies. <laughs> By the way, I woke up yesterday with allergies, and you know what? You know what? You know, like normally you get sniffles or you sneeze, your eyes water or something. You know what was happening last night? Literally woke me up. What? My ear itched insanely. It was the weirdest. Now, was the, allergy related? Yeah, it's like way in deep inside. Oh no, the dude, ear. you have a you have something living in your ear. No, <laughs> some crawled right no, in. No, they're, they're, they're just doing a dance. I looked. I looked. It's not. <laughs> it's not. The other weird thing is going on at my house. So you know, like you look out from my house and then down. How far down do you think that is to the golf course? Oh, wait, it's okay. So you look down. Um, yeah, it's well half mile now. Wait, wait. I mean, you like, have a golf course immediately behind your house? Yeah, you didn't know. Oh that. yeah, I forgot. You came. You came there and made fun. No, of I, I remember. The, I remember there being. Oh yeah. So I didn't, it is. I don't it's know. a big giant downhill. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe fifty feet. Something okay. like that. Okay. So down there, and I've walked down there at night on the golf course. Oh. Yeah. You jump over and you just walk <laughs> on like the little the the road for the yeah for the golf carts. And uh, you can actually make a loop, and it's like a two-mile loop. It's kind of cool. So I did that a couple times, and what I noticed was there's a ton of coyotes down there. Oh, Like, really? a lot. Like, like a, they just I, come out at night? Are, are they nocturnal all the time? Well, I mean, maybe we're just for survival. No, I mean, you see them once in a while during the day, but no, they're a lot. I mean, like, so I would not walk my dog in the golf course unless okay. there were lights or something like that. Yeah. There's no way. Because your dog, honestly, if I was a coyote, your dog looks delicious. Right? Yeah. Fluffy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that looks fluffy. Mm. And then you're like, aha, joke's on you. It's just for, uh, but then, so, but there's a ton of them. So the last couple of nights at 3 a.m., both nights, <gasps> they go nuts. Oh, I had this happen over by our house too. They're like, oh, whoo, Yeah. Woo, the, woo. Like, it just sounds like there's a straight up rave happening. Yeah. With dogs. Like, yeah. it is crazy. Yeah. And you're not it's, hearing No, any... it's, it's upsetting though. It's like, it's not, it's not like how charming dogs in nope. the distance. Yeah, it's I like, it's like, 
the demon spawn of hell have exactly. started, started yeah. like a, they, like a we gang are about fight. to do a raid. They sound like they're jumping someone into their gang. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, or they're raiding somebody's backyard to get <laughs> yeah. the cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's and the terrible. cats put up a fight. You yeah, know what I mean? The cats put up a fight. <laughs> Everybody come over. Oh, it's no, like, it's sketchy, man. It sounds really weird. Yeah, it's so spooky. Yeah, that no, reminds me. It's not enough. Of, like, it, like it wakes you up. Like we woke up. Like what's going on? And then yeah, we turn wow. on the outside lights and we go and make sure that no human being is being mauled in the backyard. And like, okay, we're good. All, all if humans you are had kind of coyotes fun. in your backyard, I would be terrified. I would not open that back door. No, no, no. They, they would be on the fence line. They're they're up on the hill. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if they Still, got right? into your backyard, no, yeah, because you're just like a trapped with the walls yeah. and stuff. Yeah, no, it'd, no, be like be the, it'd be like the creature in, in Stranger Things. Like, with but I giant did think about like, do I get to go out there and take my shotgun and catch a couple? I don't know. I don't know. That would be bad. So, do you know what it reminds me of? Have you heard of a loon? A loon. A loon. No, I mean, not I've, said the word, I've said the word before, yes. but I don't know. No, there's an actual duck kind of thing called okay. a loon. All right. And when I would go, we lived in um, New York. We'd go out to my uncle's cabin, which was in New Hampshire. Yeah. And he had, it was on this lake. And in the, at nighttime, we were like wandering around on the, you know, the trails and stuff like that. And it was okay. really kind of cool because it was nighttime. It's on the lake. The moon is shining. Da, da, da. And all of a sudden you hear this creepiest sound you have ever heard. And it's the call of the loon. <laughs> You're laughing at me, but it's a real thing. It's you gotta look call, it up. It's the way you said it. It's the, the call, call of, the loon. of the loon. It's so <laughs> creepy. It's so creepy. Oh, the, the only way it can get creepier is if you hear a pack of coyotes actually catch something. It's That's amazing crazy. how much that affects. Because I don't know what the loon looks like. Does it, does it look cool? Not, it's kind of like a black duck. Okay, like I had an experience once in college. Where, okay, it's amazing how your perception of things are affected by the total package. Okay, so I, I had a friend once who um, we were having a get-together in our, in our condo in college. And this really, really pretty girl walks in. Like, like distractingly pretty. Like, right. I'm like, who's that girl? Right. And then and my roommate, who is, was a chick magnet, it's so funny because it's not like he was super duper. Ha I mean, he's fine. Right. But like <laughs> when you say fine as in like average or fine as in no, he's like, fine. He he was regular <laughs> handsome. Right. I but he but he had this like and he's not even a bad boy, but he had like this bad boy vibe. vibe. The chicks just dug this guy. Right. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I don't. So I'm like, wow, she's pretty. And he gives me he, he, he like he like shakes his head. He's like, mm -mm 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 -mm. and I'm like. What do you mean, no, man? Like, she's obviously beautiful. He's like, just wait. <laughs> so the party goes on, and then she talks. And she, she has a super obnoxious voice. And then... Oh, no. But then she's actually, like, not just an obnoxious voice, but then she's kind of a whiner as a person. So this incredibly beautiful woman, incredibly beautiful, is like, hi, guys. <laughs> 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 and my friend was shit waving me off because because she was into him and chased him around for a while and it was just like I just don't. He's do like it. he's like I understand. He's like but just wait. And sure enough, even though she was a physically beautiful person, her her soul was just not. It wasn't just that she had a weird voice because I right. I also know people with super weird voices who are just great people and so they're still attractive, right? right. But like weird voice and just this whiner personality. <laughs> and it was just like, wow, I can't like, I'm like, 
Which is just not a thing. It's so, like it's so in a picture, she was, she's a 10, but once you hear yeah. her, she's a five. She was the loon of the of the single scene. That's in, funny. In, in college. That's super funny. <laughs> the call of the loon. The call of the loon. <laughs> All right. So I have a story to tell. Oh dear. Okay, so when we last spoke, uh, I was going to go on a on a 30-mile hike. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. You made it. You're back. I made it. I'm back. And most of my toes have healed. Uh, yeah, I used they're your, not black. You're in I used your tip uh, where I started to get a, what do you call it? A uh, blister. And I got out yeah, duct warm tape spot. and just taped yeah. my toe. I was a little past the warm spot. It was like the skin was sliding around a little bit. Ooh. Uh, but it survived because right. I put the tape on like, comprehensively. and Duct tape. Way to go. I don't know how it worked, but it worked. Um, the other one, not so, not so great. But uh, okay. So, <laughs> so I... I'm terrified of going on this hike. And so I, uh, I, I hit up people that are, that are smart about it. By the way, I also want to acknowledge for my friends out there, the correct thing to do if I, want, if I cared about my reputation would be to be like, yeah, I did it. It was yeah, cool. It was, it was cool. fine. We're good. <laughs> We're good. It was hot. I handled it because I'm a man. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But for the entertainment value of our listeners, I'm going to give you the real story. Yeah. <laughs> I really bu- I, I bummed out William with it last night. Um, but I'm like, I'm a little bit worried about this hike. I'm worried because I've never done one. I've, I've actually avoided going on at least four 50 milers that I'm aware of, right? Yeah. I went on with your Yeah. Son. There were two that I could have gone on here. There were two that I could have gone on, maybe three in another, in another <laughs> congregation that I lived in Utah. I avoided it. And um, because I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's my jam because I don't know. And you've realized it's not. <laughs> yeah. So today I learned it's not my jam. Um, so, <laughs> so I finally go on one. I'm, I have to be, I have to be tough. I'm going to toughen up. And this isn't even 50. This is 30. You know right. what I mean? We're going to go for a few days, which is the same daily increment, but, but it'll be less right? because um, less total. So I borrow good gear from people like William and I get good advice from people like William. And, um, and I and I even get it like I get lighter stuff from another guy who's going on the hike. So he's, I really, up, he's I, really into it. Yeah, I ended up having like a thirty pound pack. I was I well stocked for food, well stocked for water, whatever. But the thing that I was worried about, so I'm not. And I, you had your cot. Yeah, and and I brought the cot. Oh, I didn't talk about the cot. Um, cot, the cot took a funny turn. So um, what's my point? Uh, so I'm trying to prepare for this thing. But in addition to that, look, I'm not. I'm while I am not like a hiker or the most fit guy there. I'm also not the, the most in peril person coming, right? right. There's, there's a couple of dudes that are, uh, that are a little bit more overweight than me. And there's a couple of kids who've just never left the basement in like five years. <laughs> and, and, and so I'm worried about this hike. So I ask around, I'm like, what's the elevation change in the hike? That's, that's the thing you ask, you know? Right. And he's like, Hey, going in, it's only a 500 foot change. And I'm like, okay. But it's a 10 mile hike. Yeah. So we're talking like 50, 50 feet of miles. Like, yeah. I mean, probably, yeah. <laughs> like, All right. Cool. All right. But yeah, coming yeah, out, sure. coming out, we're, but we're going to go downhill going in. So coming out, it'll be a little harder because it's a 2,500 foot change. I'm like, okay. So that's a, that's a lot. Right. That's, right. Uh, and I'm like, all right. But uh, wait, hold on. The math doesn't really work out the way they just said. Well, because we go in 500 up and then we go down 2,500. 2000. We descend on day on on the first oh, day. 2500. Yeah, we descend 2500. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> so, but then but then I asked this question cuz I'm like, okay, so that's bad, but is it, you know, is that spread out over 10 miles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cuz you know, 250 feet over right. 5280 feet long. It's not terrible. No. So every third step you're kind of stepping up, right? You can do that. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Way to do that math in your head. So, 
So then we get there. So we go two miles flat. And it's and it's pretty, by the way. Oh, I didn't tell you. So let me tell you the positives along with the negatives. Actually, I don't want to take too long on this because it's a hike story. Who cares about <laughs> hikes, right? So I got there uh, the first night. It was so beautiful from the star standpoint because we got there in the dark, set up our tents. And if you look straight up, it literally looked like a special effects scene from a, you know, it's like the, right. we've just, we've just vanquished the bad guys and now we're staring out the space window at the beautiful expanse of the heavens. It was so pretty. <laughs> like all the kids, like, just stared at the sky. We like put our flashlights and we just kind of stared up for like five minutes. It That's was really, awesome. really, really pretty. Um, anyway, getting to the point. Uh, we go, it's 500 miles. We go two miles flat. Then it's 500 feet, like not spread out over miles, but in fact, just kind of a zigzag going straight up a hill. I'm like, okay. So that was a little bit hard, but it's only 500 feet. Right. And um, it took a while longer than I wanted to. We get to the top. Then we go down the other side. Dude, <laughs> There were 10 switchbacks. It went straight down. What? It was straight down. 10, Ten for 2,000 feet? Yes. Switchback, switchback. Switch. Wait, so were, were they? It was like, it was like, a, it was like a staircase. Were they dirt. short? Uh, ish. Ish. They were oh shortish. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, they were shortish. So that's it was super steep It stuff. was super steep. And then we get to the bottom of that. And that's not 2,000. That's probably 1,000 or something. Right. And then, the, and then the other 1500 is like a pretty good hillside slope for a mile or two. You know what this I mean? This is really funny because all I hear from you is numbers. Yeah. Because yesterday I'm like, hey, how'd the poles work out for you? It was pretty good. I mean, it kind of got old to use them. What did you say? 2,600 times? 26,520 <laughs> times. I'm like, did you actually count that? Because <laughs> no, like, yes, your iPhone actually tracks your pedometer. So I know oh, how oh. so I know how many steps I took. Got so I'm it, like, that's how it. many arms. I thought I you did. actually counted it. <laughs> no, I did not. Okay. Again, this is a hiking story. So I don't want to bore you. Let me get to the good parts. Let me get to the parts where I'm like, first of all, it's straight down. Okay. <laughs> Second of all, because it's kind of a drought. No, because it's a serious drought. Right. All these water uh, holes. holes that we're supposed to get, these creeks, they're all dry. So we we brought a lot of water, but like by a lot of water, I mean, you know, I brought like half a gallon, two liters, whatever. Yeah, you know, everything's two and a half liters. Yeah. yeah, I two and a half liters in the backpack, and then I carried a bottle besides. So, but it's seven miles until we get to running water. Okay. <laughs> so people are like, it's hot. Like, it's not hot, hot. It's like right. 70 because we're at 10,000 feet, but it's straight up sun. Right. And we're hiking. And so, so we have to stop. So we stop for lunch. And uh, by this time, one of the people that we were worried about is already like, I'm done. Like he's starting to get dizzy. Like he's passing out. Like I mean, he's not passing out, but he's right, like, right. he's not all there. Right. Like, and he's making bad decisions. He's like, I'm like, Hey, you need to drink some Gatorade. And he's like, no, I've already drank water. I want to save the Gatorade till, till we sit. And I'm like, yeah, but if you don't make it to where we sit, that doesn't work. You need to drink Gatorade. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So, so, He's getting dizzy. Then one of the kids looks like he's going to die because he's, you know, just the first time he's seen sunlight in days. And, <laughs> and, and, and so we're starting to worry because there's no water. So finally we stop at this lunch place. We call it, we call it cow pie, whatever. And because uh, there's cow, cow, pies cow crap everywhere, uh, but it's all dry. So, <laughs> and we're like over there, there's tall grass. There must be water over there. And so we start walking out there and, um, it's a swamp. Like every step you take, like, like two, 200 crickets and your, right. feet, your feet sink two inches and 200 crickets pop up. And um, it was kind of trippy. It was like a Jurassic Park thing. We finally go all the way out there and find like a, like a trickle and we get swamp water and put it in the filters and we get water. And that gets us as far as, as the, uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I, I'm wondering, 
We finally get to a running creek at seven miles. We all sit there. And, anyway, okay, so this is the thing. We've already had one guy almost like pass out. We have two kids look like they're going to die. So then the, the crucial question I ask, so then someone, someone pulls me aside and I came in. We might need to consider camping closer than we thought because these people are getting pretty tired. And I'm like, right. I'm like, and it usually, I, I don't know, people tell me this kind of stuff because they know that I'm willing to, to pull the cord. Yeah, go for it. You go, know what I mean? Yeah, right? go for it. <laughs> You're willing to fight the fight. I'm willing to fight the fight. So I'm like, oh, okay. So you want someone to carry the water on this? Yeah, okay, fine. I'll carry the water on this, right? <laughs> uh, literally and figuratively in this case. So um, so I floated. I'm like, hey, guys, these guys are super sweating it. Uh, how far are we planning on going today? Because I heard, I heard 10, and then I heard someone say 9. Turns out it's like 11 and a half miles, right? Right. And, and, and we're at miles. It doesn't seven. sound like much, but when you have a heavy pack, that's a yeah, long ways. Well, it's a long ways, right? Yeah. You're, you're thinking four miles in the mall. No, no, this isn't the mall. No. So, so I pull the cord. I'm like, hey, these guys are struggling and we aren't going in a loop. We're going out and then we're and coming back. back. Yeah. Like, so every step we take is a step we got to take back. And all the steps we're taking are slightly downhill, which means in a day or two, we're going to come slightly uphill <laughs> with the same people who are dying today. Right. And I'm like, so maybe we should like, let's, you know, we're at the water spot. We're pretty close. Let's find a first good camping meadow and just, right. you know, let's stop. And they're like, there's, I think there's one a mile down the road. And then what the person, the person who asked me to carry the water, A, and everyone else was like, yeah, I mean, you know, got to tough it out. I got to have courage. <laughs> we <laughs> and, can do hard things. Hey, we can do hard things. And I'm like, I, I'm like, we can. And everybody is. Except for these four people who, at least on day one, I was not numbered among the four people. Right. <laughs> but on days two and three, I was. <laughs> and, um, and, and they're like, no, just tough it out. Everyone wants to go. I'm like, well, did you ask the guys? They're like, yeah, yeah, they want to go too. So even the people whose lives I'm trying to save right. are like, no, let's do it. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, fine, let's do it. And, Don't and like, carry the water while we run you over with the bus. <laughs> run me over the bus, right? So I'm like, cool, let's do it. So I put my pack on and I'm like, all right. <clears throat> um, uh, uh, but I talked to him. I'm like, hey, but just as a reminder, they have to come back up this hill. If we see good places to camp, I'm like, are we going someplace particularly cool? And they're like, actually, no. I'm like, all right. So we're just like all these places that we're walking by are, are, are as cool. cooler or cooler. Yeah. I'm like, well, look, just do me a solid. And if you find a really cool place to camp, let's just stop before, you right. know, because... Because I should tell you, when you hear like 11 and a half miles, you're like, oh, that probably took you a couple hours. No, no, no. We started, we started at 10 in the morning. And by the time I'm having this conversation, it's 5 in the afternoon. Okay? Oh, that's a long day. <laughs> 10 yeah. in the morning? Yeah. Oh, because you had to wait for people to drive up. <clears throat> yeah. So we started at 10 in the morning. It's 5 in the afternoon. And, and we still have three miles to go. So, like, we don't get to camp until 7 that night, right? right. So, we've, we've been walking for 9 hours. You know what I mean? That's a long time. Yeah, it is a long time. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. So, this is the, I'm getting to the funny part. There's a funny part of the story. So, finally, after everyone throws me into the bus, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm done carrying this water. Because I already don't want my son to see me as the wuss, right? <laughs> right? So, he's already, like, seen me now lobbying for us to stop. Yeah. I'm like, crap. So, now I'm the wuss. So, so I decide I'm not going to be the wuss. And these guys aren't, they don't, they don't care. So if they want to fall over, they're going to fall over behind me because I'm going. So yeah. I put on my pack and I just go and I'm like, I'm going to catch up with my son. Right. So I, so I start going as fast as I can. 
Um, it takes forever. I do kind of start to catch up with a group of pe- people, and then I, I never actually quite catch up with Max because he's in the front. Right. But I get, I, but I can see him. You know what I mean? I'm like, right. you know, he's like eighth of a mile ahead or right. something like you that. You feel like you're with him. <laughs> all right, but it's getting really hard, and right. I'm starting to run out of water, and I'm so so I'm like, all right, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna just kind of set the goal. So I pull out my phone, and I see how far we've gone because the phone will tell you pedometer wise right. how far you've gone. See how far we've gone. And and I'm like, they told me it's 10 and a half miles. Or <laughs> so, and I'm like, it's nine and a half miles. So I'm like, and I'm around a mile, I should be, we should be there. And and so I'm I'm just like, boom. And I check my phone every like it looks, it feels like I'm waiting a long time, but it's like <laughs> it's, it's probably every four minutes. I'm checking my phone. I'm like, oh, we've gone this much further. Oh, we're almost there. And I'm just in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna get there, like, and be a tough guy. This is great. Right. So, so then I come around a bend. My look at my phone. My phone's like 10 and a half miles. I'm like, oh, that's exactly when they said it was going to be. I come around the bend and I see this clearing that looks pretty cool. Yeah. And it's next to a rock formation that looks pretty cool. It's kind of close to the river, which is pretty cool. And I'm like, oh, sweet. And I look over and there's the whole group and they're standing there waiting. And I'm like, nice. And I'm like, I did we it. made it. I did it. We made right. it. So, so I walk up, I unbuckle my thing and I'm like, I kind of let like a woo or something like that go. And then as my backpack is falling to the dirt, they're like, we still got one more mile to go. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) and I lost it. (laughs) Because because I tell you, because we've walked by at least 10 great places to camp. So he didn't do the thing that he said, right? Right. And, and, and we're, and we're well past uh, our 10 mile mark. And they're like, we still got one more mile to go. <laughs> and I have a tantrum. I go, no, 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 no. Why? I yell, why? <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, you lost it. I lost it. I'm like, why though? And I'm like, this is great. And there's water right there. And and everyone gets, gets kind of quiet. And then I look around to where I'm gonna sit down, and all the good seats are taken on the cool rocks. So I like I look over and there's like this log off in the distance. So I go sit there and it looks like I'm pouting. pouting. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and, and and then I am still pretty pissed. Right. Right. So I'm serious. So I'm staring off into the, sun, into the sunset and, and sitting on a log by myself. <laughs> with your, and, with my, your fists on your cheeks. My, cheeks. <laughs> my, my son wanders over after about five minutes. He's like, hey, yeah. Everyone thinks you're back. You're back. <laughs> I look over and everyone's kind of looking at me and they're kind of laughing at me. <laughs> and so, oh, so then I, um, I'm like, oh, I don't want that. So I wander back over to the camp. And then I start joking around about losing my temper. And, and I kind of make a couple of jokes. People laugh a little bit. And then Max just interrupts this, the noise, the silence. He goes, so that's how you're going to play it? You're going to play it like this is always a bit? <laughs> He's like, we know you lost your temper. You're not fooling it. <laughs> Freaking Max. <laughs> oh, so anyway, so we, we, we back up. We walk another half. We walk another mile. We get to the campsite, which was far worse than the place where we stopped, by the way. Um, and, um, yeah, was we that camp- last mile like just brutal or yeah. was it like whatever? Um, I got it. I mean, look, it was... What's really weird is when you hear a mile, when I hear a mile, I think four times around the track at high school. Yeah. It doesn't sound hard at all. 
No. But uh, but are I'm, you on flat ground at this point, or is well, it still it was, like it was? It was uh, not. It was gently. We were following the creek, so we were gently sloping down. So it's not terrible. It wasn't but. terrible. But the whole hike, by the way, was in two inches of sand. The whole hike. Oh man! Did <laughs> you wear the gaiters? You did. I did. I wore the gaiters, and it saved. Oh, they came? It saved my life. They came. They came like the hour before I left. Oh, dude! And it saved my life because I get rocks in my shoes constantly, and I, I went oh, all, I went all day and only nothing worse. It's nothing worse, but it was like two inches of sand the whole hike. The yeah, whole hike. Oh, no, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, oh, so I'm getting so the the punchline was already pretty funny, which is that Randy was pouting, right? Right. So no, uh, no, you lost your bit. The bit, the bit was <laughs> the, the bit. Okay, but but there's the great punchline to this. So throughout the camp, uh, we've we've handed out these walkie-talkies, the little the little five mile range walkie-talkies. Right. And the kids took them up and immediately started using them. Pretty like they sounded like they knew what they were doing. They're like. They gave so Max is just seen Top Gun, so he's like, everybody has to have a call sign. If you have a radio, <laughs> you have to have a call sign. So Max is Goldilocks, and Joe Joe is Papa Bear, right? And everyone's like, Goldilocks is Papa Bear. What's your ETA? And like they're they're doing it like truckers, like they like they know what they're doing, right? <laughs> Tell me yours is powder. <laughs> no, dude, dude. They're like, hey, uh, I'm like, I don't have an, I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have a call, call sign yet. It's quiet, and someone's like, tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> was that Max? <laughs> no, it was no. Joe. It was Joe. Joe was the person I yelled at, by the way, and he was a he was a good sport about me, my redemption Andrew. tour. So, so everyone was like, "This is the greatest call sign ever." So it's like, Papa Bear, we got Goldilocks and Tantrum on the descent. We'll be there in five in about, about half an hour. Oh, dude. Roger that. Like, and so that was my call That's sign. Awesome. So survived the hike. Uh. The hike back was brutal, and uh, everyone made it. And uh, there, you know what's funny is yeah. like we're talking about this hike, and so you know how like you get these things from Google where it's like, oh, five years ago, uh, years ago today. Yeah, look what came up ah, when I was on the fifty. It's miler. a picture from your fifty mile. Yeah, like five literally, years ago. this is the this is what we were seeing on that. Yeah. that that's so funny that it came up just as we're talking. Call sign tantrum. Call Stars sign tantrum. The youth were really really cool. Everyone had a really collegial attitude. Call like, sign tantrum. Um, like everyone was really cool to each other. That's um, classic, dude. Um, it was dude, pretty. Well, you know who um, you know who just texted me. Who's that? Ryan Walk, who was uh, on the who was on the hike. I was like, yeah. oh, dude, I'm gonna say, dude, with uh. Sitting with here with tantrum. Sitting here with tantrum. <laughs> with call, tantrum. Si call sign tantrum. T a n t r u m. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's my favorite thing. That you have. <laughs> tantrum. Yeah. yeah. We got to keep that alive. Somehow. So I concluded that <clears throat> I actually love being alone in the woods. I love being beyond cell range. Uh, I like being in the quiet of the wilderness. I right. really like that. Right. Um. I, I don't mind. I uh, up to five miles is fine, uh, and it's and slight elevation changes is fine. But eleven and a half miles with crazy elevation change in sand this is not my jam. Like I don't like it, and I don't ever want to do it again. Like, so the other interesting thing was okay. So there's there's something that happens on a fifty miler that's that is unique. That, yeah, that makes it almost like it makes it all worth it. Yeah, at least for me. Yeah. That first two days are brutal. I I mean, both the 50 milers that I did, especially the second one that I did um, with the same group. And yeah. I, I did it with your son and, uh, and my son and, you know, uh, that second one. And by the way, we did the same hike 
two. It was like you know we had was year, it the same one basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. We kind of cut it a little bit, so it ended <laughs> up being forty miles instead of fifty. Yeah. Because the the first one we got lost in those thorns. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But the uh, it's it's something happens on day three. It's a day three experience. Like if it's a five day d- deal, right? Something happens on day three that just you turn into this like you just go. Yeah, now, and that's, what, feel that's what some other, other people were saying on the hike is that <clears throat> the bummer about turning back on going home on day three was that you don't have that moment where you just start to feel it. You're like, I'm doing this. I got yeah. it. You know your, what I mean? Your brain, everything changes. Just your whole body changes. And and when we went on the first one, uh, I don't I don't know if I said this on air, but that, like Liam was 11 going on 12, like yeah. within within a month. And he's out there and he's got this 35 pound pack and he's a 60 pound kid. And that's tough. And he went out there and by day two, he was done. But day two, we were so many miles into it. that it was like halfway in, halfway out kind of thing. Yeah. And he was just dying. And uh, I wasn't helping much. But you know what? He found a way. And, and honestly, like he, he feels like that's the moment that he realized God answers prayers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and he, and he came home and, and we t- had some, we had some answered prayers on our hike, which is what it's for, which the design of the whole, if, if there can be a design to do yeah. hard things together is to build your faith and to build and, that. And hope. it did, it did all that. And, and there was actually these really beautiful things. So one of the things that our, uh, the leader of our camp, our Bishop said was those people that arrive earliest is like, I need you to put on your packs and come back for the people in the back. And they would come, they would hike back like a mile and grab people's packs and carry them the last mile for them and stuff like that. And it was really beautiful. Like, yeah. like it was, we had all these really beautiful moments like that. And I, I, I acknowledge all that. And I can even acknowledge that like doing the hard thing is what put us in that situation. I just, I, I, I still can't, I still can't imagine choosing to do it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to figure out some way to get to that thing. So like I said, five miles into the wilderness, no cell phones with the, with the stars where it's like hard, but not where it feels like, hey, that guy might die. <laughs> you well, know what see, I mean? I, so it's interesting <laughs> you see that because I'd rather do that guy might die. The reason is, is because I don't really like to camp that much where five miles in sleeping under the stars is worth it. Where, where if I'm forcing myself to do something super hard, the reward for the of the doing something hard is greater than the, the stars, if that makes sense. Well, it does make sense. It does. I, I, I can't defend it because we got all of the results that you said. Yeah. We got them all and I'm grateful for it. I really am. Yep. But I'm just like, but just the idea of voluntarily like doing it again, doing it again is like, nope. <laughs> so anyway, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you made it home. Yeah. Speaking dude, of making it home, me Lucas, too. Lucas is uh one week. Yeah. So those of you who are regular listeners know that I have a son who's been a missionary for the last two years. He's coming home in what day is today? He's coming home in six days. Six baby, days. Baby. Next Wednesday. Dude, are you so excited? Yeah, dude, we're so excited. I know your wife is excited. She talks about it every day. Well, it's close enough now that actually we we have to we have to just kind of not talk about it. Yeah, because it doesn't make it closer. It's it funny it that he's doing the same thing it. that Francis did. So Francis said, <laughs> "Okay, my last week, I'm not calling home on P day, which is Monday, right?" So they would call call Monday, and then you would ostensibly see them Wednesday, right? Yeah, that's what he says. I won't be surprised if I get a call next week. But... No, we she didn't. No, really? No, she All didn't. All right. She was like, I'm not calling home my last week. It, would be, it was because there was something, there is something incredibly special about those last few 
I get choked up even thinking about it because I remember how special it was. I actually had a conversation with my very last companion who uh, we were in Waco, Texas. So not too far from where he is. It's, I think I believe it's in his mission. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it was just just this very this sweet moment where it's it's kind of like the 50 miler where you're like, I did something really, really, really hard. Yeah. And I'm kind of finished. Like, I've only got, you know, a one week left. Yeah, and yeah. It was, and there was something sad about leaving it behind. There was something exciting about coming home. There was, there was just all this anticipation, and it was, it was so built up. So I, I'm very tender about it. Like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, and so I'm excited for Lucas to come home. I'm very sad for him at the same time, which is a weird experience. Yeah, it's weird. But, uh, but yeah, it's awesome. This last week is is cool. It is cool. Okay, so I'm glad you brought this up because it was actually on the list of things we were going to talk about today. Um, which is, okay, there's, I have like five different thoughts. I want to finish your thought with this thing. There's this one scripture, this one scripture that appears in, in some of the scriptures that are particular to the people of our faith. And it, and it says that thy confidence will wax strong in the presence of God. Okay. Right. I love that idea. Yeah. And, and I will say that toward the end of a well-served mission, you, you can, you can begin to comprehend that idea Yep. where, and it's funny because it's like right now, if someone's like, Hey, God's in the next room, I, right. I need you to take 30 seconds, compose yourself and get in there and have a conversation. Right. Right. There's a moment where all of us We're gonna are shrink. like, are like, uh, 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 yeah. like, can we do it? Right. Yeah. Are we prepared? Are we prepared? But when you've really served a mission, like when you've gone after it, right. Um, uh, you'd be like, cool. I'm ready. Yep. I'm, I'm ready. ready. Right. And, and I think that the reason, and I think it's related to this idea, uh, and it's 50 miler related as well, which is there is um, confidence that emerges. It's actually, it's like a survival confidence. It's like, I'm too exhausted to be nervous about this. Right. You know what I mean? Like if God's there, I'm like, can you pick up a brush and help finish painting this wall? Right? Yep. Like that's the idea of your confidence walking strong in the presence of God. I, I, I have... I, I had this idea once where we have this idea where God will give you exaltation. And we imagine it like the last scene of the first Star Wars, where there's a room full of people standing there and you march down a long thing and you walk up the stairs and someone be like puts a puts a necklace around your neck that's like, now you get to go to heaven. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Right, right. But I but my experience says, my experience says that when the call comes, you're gonna be scrubbing the steps of some building where an orphan child just barfed. Right. And someone's going to be like, hey, you get to go to heaven. And you're like, I'll be right there. I got to finish these steps. Right. That's how I imagine going to heaven is going to be like. And, that's how I would like it to be. Well, that's how I imagine it's going to be like. And that's how it feels at the end of a well-served mission. It Agreed. feels like I'm too exhausted to be scared. And is that confidence? I'm like, kind of. Did you ever read that? There's a poem that I read uh, on my mission that talked about like uh, signs of a man. Uh, I don't know. No. It's like it's and it goes through this guy getting on an airplane. You can see on the front of the airplane, he actually sees a missionary going out. You can tell because a brand new suit, a sparkle in his eye. Yeah, yeah. And he and as he gets back to the back of the plane, he sees this crumpled person. <clears throat> Sorry, with his head leaning against the window. Yeah. He's in a suit. He looks down, the 
The knees of the suit are worn. The suit is tattered. His shoes are destroyed. And he's just exhausted. Yeah. And the way the poem goes is that the guy wanted to go to the front and take the kid from the front and bring him back. And point to that individual and say, hey, <clears throat> that's the marks of a man, of a well-served. Because <clears throat> if you're coming home so energized and so excited to be home, you might have missed something. I really believe that because there's an exhaustion from a mission. And there's an exhaustion from service. Yeah. That, yeah, I got to finish the steps. Be there in a minute. Yeah. You know, and <clears throat> confidence waxing strong. Yes, God called you. But at the same time, you know, you know for with certainty that he would want you to finish the steps first. Yeah. So. And he'd probably help. And he'd probably help with the steps. <laughs> yeah. Go yeah, back man. and pick up the backpack. So that, so anyway, sorry, so I mean no, man, uh, it look, it provokes emotional sir. response without even asking the emotional question. Yep. So I'm having the, this other experience right now. I've joked about this before. I don't know if I joked about it here, which is my son, Max is having senioritis. He's, not, he's a sophomore. He's, he's a, coming a junior. He's a sophomore. <laughs> he's going into junior year. <laughs> he's, having a senior, he's having senioritis. Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's the joke. But, but, he, but the part of the reason is, so it's only been, it's been less than a year. But he formed a, a strong friendship with this other kid in, in our congregation named oh, Tyler. Oh, the one he ran the half marathon with. The half marathon yeah. with. And, and, Ty, and that kid already had some friends in, in a neighboring congregation. And they have like this set of kids now right. um, that, that are rolled together. And, and a couple of them are seniors and, and headed off on their missions. Right. So he's having that summer that I had when I was a senior and graduated where this group of people that you so love are... Are, are having their last dance together, right. so to speak, right? So this week, they have like, like every day this week, they have like crazy things planned. You know what I mean? Like, so on Monday, <laughs> on Monday, they, uh, I want to see if I can find this Who's picture. the other one in the group? There's Tyler. Um, uh, yeah, so it's Max and Tyler and, and Ben and Ben's brother. Oh, Ben Godley? Uh, uh, no, not Ben Godley. Uh, ben, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Ben Godley's older than him. Yeah, Ben and Ben's brother, and then uh, Nash is, is, in, is in the group. Oh, good. Yeah, it's awesome. So they're, they're, they're super— But Nash is his age. He's a junior. Nash is his age. Yeah. So Nash is sticking around. But, <laughs> but uh, let's see if I can find these pictures. I can't. Um, I can uh, imagine just hilarity. So, those no, so Monday, they're like, we're going to go uh, have, a, have, a, have a formal dinner. <laughs> so they all put on their seats, and they go to Buca de Beppo, and they and they and they sit around one of the circle tables and with the Italian uh, look oh, pruners in suits together. <laughs> and then they took and then they took a picture after all, like all wearing their, yeah, like their, their, their mob bosses, all they're wearing suits and stuff like that. Um, and uh, so the question I was going to ask you was, do you remember like some of the big goodbye periods of your life? Like I remember going off on my mission and like and people would just go off one by one. One one left on his mission there. One left on his mission there. And and it was and then it, finally it was just me and my parents in the driveway I'm like saying goodbye and like going off on a mission. You know what I mean? Do you remember yeah, some of those? I remember my goodbye to my family, but remember I moved around so much yeah. that that I had a lot of goodbyes in my life. But there, uh, 
the um, the mission was a big one, obviously, and I think that that one was the most emotional. But it was really with my family. Yeah. When my friends left, like I had, um, I'd already left uh, Utah. Like I finished high school in Utah and came to California. So I was, I moved here. Oh, you're you were you were long gone from your from your roots. Yeah, and and back then people had you know uh, boys left at 19, so not at 18. So there was a yeah. year in between anyway. A year of college. Yeah, and so like I was. Yeah. My friends were all kind of spread out by the time I went. Okay. All right. Um. So so that that I didn't. So with my friends, not so much. I remember hearing about it, but with my family, for sure. I mean, it was dramatic. It was it was dramatic because we're yeah you know, we're all very close. We're still really close. I remember being a child and saying goodbye to my 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 brothers who are like fifteen years older. So I was four, right? Yeah. And I remember, I remember, I remember the the airport, and I remember just being like, "Wow, am I, this is it. I'm gonna see. I'm not gonna see him for two more years." You know nice. what I mean? It's really wild. I guess that's not what I'm, I'm not going for the sadness of goodbye. I'm saying that there have been these spiritual moments of where it's like almost like God's giving you a hat tip. It's like you're done with this period of your life. It's okay. Yeah, so like I had that one. On. Sending it's, my kids on missions, I think, are are one. Yeah, that that's a big one. Uh, it's it's probably really the most big. emotional. Most, it's really yeah. big to send your kids away. Probably what? That's probably the most emotional. Yeah, because all my kids kind of left house the house during or after high school. Like my Francis left uh, and went to high to college up in Utah, and so there was already that goodbye. That was tough, but it wasn't nearly as tough as a mission. And Liam had spent his we called him a COVID refugee and finished his senior year up in Utah where he could go to classes live. Oh, okay. Uh, so he lived with my brother. So he, I'd already kind of said goodbye to him and he had a year away kind of, so to speak at school. Yeah. Um, but nothing like missions. There's something just heart, heart wrenching when they just like, you know, that this is, this is the last part of your child being under your roof because yeah. they don't come back. If they come back to get rescued under your roof, it's a different situation. Right. right now they're not coming back to I was actually at my brother's house and my brother's like yeah you know his son's been on his mission he's also in Texas uh down by the border and uh he <laughs> uh they always do their my brother is, is famous for his projects he's always got a projects happening like you go to his house there's always a project happening and for fun they get together and do projects right so there's always all the boys he's got four boys and they do projects and so he says that we I was there this last week or a week ago two weeks ago and they're saying something about yeah when benjamin comes home in a year right that's his name and uh well we're going to do this project and i'm like yeah i got news for you dude um, he's not coming back. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, he's coming home. Yeah, yeah, he'll be home. But coming home to do projects? No, not no mas, dude. He's <laughs> he's he's out. He's like, out. He's gonna get a job, going to school, gonna do whatever. He's this is not this is a landing pad of which he's just like temporary way station. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See oh, there you go. There. Yeah. Way station podcast. So, but when you when you, so that's that's why I think the missions are so emotional because you're you're taking them off and you know that your home is now a way station for them. It's not actually a home. Yeah. Although they feel protected, I'm not saying no, that. No, they still love home and they still right. come home and, and like, they even you know, may call it home. They, you know, I'm going they, home. Yeah, call it home. Yeah, they do. But but they're but from here on out they're exper experimenting with and or beginning to achieve adult status yeah you know what I mean? and there's a dawning on me like i was thinking about this the other day i'm like you know there's a there's a large possibility that my 
daughter, you know, now could be meeting someone that she marries. And, and I'm thinking to myself, like, how many times am I going to meet that person before they get married? Like half a dozen, maybe, you know, like, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not, not a lot. lot. And no, then that this person messing. now is part of your family and is taking care of your daughter. Like that's, that's kind of, that's, this is a different part of life that I have not experienced. It's, it's kind of freaky. So speaking of things of, of going to adulthood, what, do you remember your first concert? Yeah, Crosby, Seals, and Nash. Crosby, Seals, and Nash. Tell yeah. me about it. Who'd you uh, go with? There was Why'd a you go? whole lot of people smoking marijuana, and I thought, what is that awful smell? What is that, awful, what is that skunky smell? Is someone burning leaves? Yeah. Like, in a way, yeah. I liked it, but I'm not a concert guy, I, I've decided. Oh, I mean, really? I only went to two. I went to that one and Sting. Okay. Oops. That was it. That's it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I just never went to any really great ones. Rachel and I are both concert people. The first concert I went to was... New Order, Gene Loves Jezebel, and I can't remember the the third act. Oh, The Screaming Blue Messiahs. New Order, Gene Loves you know, Jezebel, and The Screaming stuff, Blue right? Messiahs. You, no one's heard of it. I Want to Be a Flintstone was their hit song, yeah, The yeah. Screaming Blue Messiahs. I'm, I'm going to say Desire that, was okay, their hit song for Anyone Jezebel. out there listening, I want you to DM or text one of us to say you know who those people are. <laughs> well, one of our listeners say, was with me. So. I, I'm going to say <laughs> so, maybe two. <laughs> that was my first concert. In our vast audience. So all that to say, so my, but my first concert was in the San Diego Sports Arena. Um, and we had pretty good seats, not great seats. And um, does it matter? Uh, it does because so I'm excited to send my kids to concerts because Rachel also enjoyed going to concerts. And uh, and so it's the thing we're like, oh, they're fun. You should go. And uh, so my my son, uh, uh, Josh's first concert. I mean, his technically his first concert was a YouTube concert with Rachel that I was supposed to go to. And what? Was, out of, was out of town. See, that sounds cool. Yeah. But going to the first concert with your mom doesn't really count as a first yeah. concert, right? So, uh, so how old was he? Oh, gosh, how old was he? Uh, uh ten. Yeah, he's probably probably thirteen, something like that. Wow. So, but his but his actual first concert, um, it was there was this uh, dance band that was playing at a club in Hollywood, and it's it was like a DJ situation, and his friend wanted to go, and so he went with his friends to this concert in Hollywood, right? right? Okay, so even that is like, yeah, Hollywood. Okay, cool. <laughs> so Max recently finds this band. They sound a lot like the Beastie Boys. Have you, are you a fan of the Beastie Boys? I, I, I mean, I remember when they came out in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sounds a lot like the Beastie Boys. It's actually really catchy and really fun music. Um, and and uh, so so Rachel loves the Beastie Boys, so we've actually been listening to it around the house. And, uh, and then Max is like, hey, he's, he's coming to concert. I'm like, this guy. I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I, w I, I want to go. I'm like, okay, first concert. I'm, I'm with you. Like, where is it at? It's like, it's in Venice. Okay. So, so, oh, it's, no. so the band is like a Beastie Boys sound, which is like a rowdy, rowdy sound, right? right. And then the, the venue is in Venice, which is a rowdy, rowdy right, town, right. right? Exactly. And I'm like, I'm not super on board uh, with this, but I'm like, uh, you're a good kid. I guess I'm not saying no. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. So then he hits up Nash. Nash is like, dude, I'm in. So, so Nash has become his ride or die. Right. Nash is like, because they become friends, Nash is like, whatever you say, I'm <laughs> down. Like, <laughs> cut that guy. Shing, pulls out knife. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then he tells his other girl that's a mutual friend of Nash's and hers. Um, and she's like, I want to go. We're going. Let's do this. But Max is feeling a little sketchy about it. And then this girl just keeps persisting. She's like, we have to go. We have to go. 
And this is a girl that, that it's a friend of ours who has, hasn't gone to church for a long time. And, and Max just stops talking to us about it. Shows up a week later. He's like, so I'm going to the concert. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, and she agreed to go to church for six weeks if, if, I, if I go with her. <laughs> oh, he negotiated. So, so, so he's using this super rowdy band in Venice as a lover to, nice. get, to get her to come to church for six weeks. You go, Max. Looking so, for the angles. He's looking for the angles. He's going to get something out of it. I almost went to a concert this last uh, Christmas time, but uh, I want, I, there's this. Uh, so here's the picture. Oh, that's them there? That, that's him, and that's the band. So the venue seats 250 people, so everybody gets to meet the band afterwards. What? Gets a t-shirt signed by the band. He's posing here with the band. That's awesome. And uh, uh, the band is um, uh, Joey Valence and Bray. So Joey Valence was a solo artist, but he started collaborating with Bray, B-R-A-E. Joey Valence and Bray, if you want some, uh, if you want some Beastie Boys, Super catchy music. Did uh, did Max try to give him marketing advice? Because that's a terrible. He name. legit went with a bunch of things that he wanted to pitch the band. <laughs> of <laughs> course, he didn't, pitch, he didn't pitch anybody. So, so I'm of like, course. they I'm need like, a new name. <laughs> Joey Valence and Bray. Yeah, no, so I can't even remember. You do, you said it, and I already forgot it. And you've said it three times. <laughs> I've said it three times. I almost went to a concert this this year because there's this there's uh my favorite Christmas song currently is this Little Drummer Boy by King and Country. Have you heard of them? Uh, Little Drummer Boy by King and Country. No, yeah. I, I mean it's uh, the Little Drummer Boy is kind of a fun uh song to me. It's sure. The, yeah, the yeah. That, this is just like crazy awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> they just use. You have to look at the live version. Look up the YouTube live version of King and Country. Little Drummer Boy, and it is awesome. Oh, okay. I mean, they just have drums. I'm everywhere. a little surprised that I'm, you're pitching me a Christmas song. Oh, it's awesome! Is it so a, is I this was, a band? Or is this like a folk band? Like, what is it? It's a band. It's a Christian rock band. Cool. I mean, so I was like super excited about this. Like, I really want to hear this live because it just seems like it would be unbelievable. The rest of their songs are good, but that's the only song I want to hear. And they only play it during the Christmas concert. So they have a couple of Christmas concerts. So I'm looking it up and it's in Minnesota. Okay. I was pitching this to my wife. Like, like you want to go to Minnesota go. <laughs> to watch this band. To watch Christmas. And she's band. like, uh, sure. <laughs> question mark question mark so i kind oh. i tried to get the logistics to figure it all out and i even have a cousin lives in minnesota and i'm like oh, okay maybe i'll meet up with her and i almost i i almost pulled the trigger and then something came up and we couldn't do it so okay so funny. i almost did one okay do you ever use siri to dictate on your phone yeah well not siri i use uh, yeah, everyone as well. I'm like, hey, tech so. Okay, well. so I told you that we had walkie-talkies on this on the hike, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tantrum. Yes, all I, the I did heard this tantrum. Call sign tantrum. Yeah, all, all the adults, and actually some of the kids, when they would say stuff, they would they would they would announce the punctuation because because they're used question to it. mark. Yes, they would say question mark, <laughs> exclamation point, and question mark. Like, hey, where is tantrum? Explanation mark. <laughs> no, and then and then Max start to, like, why are we saying punctuation, guys? We're talking here. They're like, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Question oh, mark? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Period. Tell tantrum. When you do that, do you feel I feel compelled whenever I dictate into Siri? I have to I have to make it sound like a question before I say question mark. Even though it's just me and Siri talking, I'll be like, can you get me directions to the mall? Question mark. <laughs> I can't just be like, get me corrections to the mall? Question mark. I feel yeah, like an yeah, idiot. No, no, <laughs> you should, you should speak correctly to Siri so she can understand inflections. And at some point she'll just get it. 
She'll just get it. Well, unless you're a Californian that does the up the upswing. We talked about this once before, but the upswing where people are like, yeah. oh yeah, and everything sounds like every, at the end of every question, every the end at the end of every sentence, it's an uptick. So everything it's sounds an like a uptick. An uptick. Yeah. <laughs> are you asking me a question? <laughs> hey, uh, before we end today, yes, I saw something awesome. Oh. Uh, so if, if you want to watch something good, it's definitely violent and it's got some cuss words in it. Okay. But I loved it. Ta it's called, uh, the, uh, now, now, oh shoot. I just, it's on prime. It's called the, um, uh, terminal list. Oh yeah. Dude, it was good. Yeah. I watched that. I show. read the books. Oh, there were books. Oh yeah. There's a whole series. I see. So like, it so it's you super, know, this is season it's super one. grim. But, so it's, it's, but it's well made. Okay, it's grim and slower, right? It's not action-packed. It's got this slow version to it, which I like because it has action. Yeah. But they're, do, they're developing this character, and I think they do a good job. And especially because I, th I th actually thought the first um, episode was a, little, was a little bit clunky. And then okay. each one got better after that. I thought it was a really well-made show. And it's, okay, so every once in a while, guys, there's... There's the thing that I've perceived in the socials, which is um, the thing that I've perceived is, not, if not the socials is the wrong word, in on the review set, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that but they got Rotten Tomatoes on the reviews, forty six percent. Okay, if there's a, if there's a giant delta between the audience and the reviews, if the audience and the reviews are within five five to seven percent of each other, no big deal. Then then they they reflect. What you expect. If it's 75% right. fresh and 79% of the audience likes it, it's about 75% fresh, right? right? But I've noticed that when there's a big delta, it's for political reasons. Yeah. So like a movie that critics love, but audiences hate, you almost always can look at the theme of the movie and there's some political theme that, that critics really want you to love, even though right. they know you won't. Right. Right? And, in the, and, and this I don't, is, by the way, I'm going to pause there. I don't think they know that you won't. I think they believe that they're. I, I think they drink their own Kool Aid. I think they well, think that's that fine. If I but, say it, they're but, not going to watch You know, watch but it. every once in a while, there's like a, a movie that has like a super, uh, super important global warming theme, and right. like, but it's, it's just terrible. not a good movie, right? And so, like, fifty percent of the audience likes it, but eighty nine percent of the critics like it. That you can look at that delta and go, okay. Now, when the deltas happen, almost always side with the audience. The audience will tell you yeah. if, it's, if it's fun to watch, right? So this is one where the critics um, don't like this show. Yeah. But but the audiences like it a lot. Yeah. So if you go, by the way, it's the number one most popular thing on on, um, on Rotten Prime? Tomatoes. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes? Because they give you that list, you know? Okay. So it's 41% rotten when it comes to... Uh, the critics. The critics. 95%. 95% of the audience likes it. Likes it. You know, and, and this is one where I, and it I don't, is, I don't actually way, it see... It is good. Did I don't you actually see it? Yeah, I watched, I watched I the whole thing. That. I watched it in the first two days. Like, uh, oh, yeah, I, me too. <laughs> I binged it. And but, when I was done, I, I wanted I, to call you, but you, I can't but you confirm, were gone. Guys, I, I, I can't confirm. I would, I would say that it's satisfying, but I would not say that it's uplifting. Like, this is, it's a heavy show. It's a, ven it's a vengeance fantasy show. It's like, yeah, it's a vengeance. Some, somebody hurt this guy's family, and it's like, and he's, he's, he's equipped and, and willing to go find out who it is and, and do, do justice. Oh, I. I um, so it's a, no, I, it, it's I, I'm, I'm going to say it is justice fantasy. Yeah. But the just, just justice, I mean, to the extent it could be right. Justice was kind of served. Yeah. Which I like, 
I mean, it's not really. No, that's what I'm saying. It's a justice fantasy. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like at the end of the day, to me, that's uplifting. You think it's uplifting just to feel a sense of justice once in your sad life. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah. And by the way, it's setting this up for, I mean, I, like I said, I think the series is, uh, Jack Carr is the, uh, writer. Um, and he has this, the series is like five books long right now. And, uh, they're all good. They're all good. I've read them all. Uh, and that's because well, cool. that's my genre that I like to read personally. Well, I like, like I thought it was spy uh, stuff. I think it could have used. But what, by the way, what is so political that the the critics didn't like? They're like it's anti woke. I see that all over the place. It's an anti woke. Well, show. that's really funny you should say that because I this is one where I don't understand. Yeah, what's the problem? The political difference. Like I, I think that like we're not giving stuff away here, folks. When we say that you know it's it's about. It's about a Navy SEAL who goes on a justice tear by by enacting violence on bad people, right? Right. That's you can watch that in the trailer. I'm not gonna I'm not spoiling anything when I say right. that. So I don't um, understand the woke, not woke thing. Was it just I get I don't, I don't know. Like look, it's justice? kind of it's kind of anti government. It's kind of So is corruption somehow woke and justice is I, somehow I, not woke? I, I don't know. So so this is interesting. I've read articles that assert that this is another example of woke versus not woke. But to be honest with you, I can't I can't really see what is the agenda here other than it's pro-military, pro-justice, I guess. I don't know. But it's not even really pro-military. So maybe it's, this is a bad example of that thing that I said. Maybe this is not a good example of the Delta being so related here's to what politi- I, so political here's what I th- differences. No, well, I know, but it is. I mean, you look at all the critics or all the, the thing. That, I mean, everybody says it's an anti-woke show. Yeah. So so maybe what anti-woke is, the, the fact that individualism is definitely anti-woke, right? Okay. So he's sure. an individual. Yeah. And that... Uh, individual's sense of morality can trump the corruption of other people. I don't I mean, know. Is that it? I, I don't I don't think so. I think it's just the idea that violence can solve problems. It, it, is it? Or, or, or it's just a stretch. That's a stretch. Or it's just a stretch and it's not political. I don't know. Or is it the fact that they didn't put any woke stuff in it makes it anti-woke? That's probably what it really is. Because oh, the truth is, we, what, why, why did we watch everybody, by, by the way, a freaking Top Gun still killing it? Yeah. And... It, that's the same thing. We just went to be entertained, right? We yeah, weren't. Maybe. We weren't lectured. We weren't told. We weren't done any of those things. It could just be that they don't like Chris Pratt. Like they, they, Chris Pratt is a is a is a faithful religious person, True. True. and they like to take shots at Chris. So maybe they don't want yeah. Chris to become a successful executive producer. I I'm know. telling you, my t- my two favorite leading men are Chris Pratt and Mark Wahlberg. I freaking love those two guys. Yeah, no matter good. what they're in, I just really enjoy watching them. Well, that and the guy from uh, I can never say his name. The guy from uh. Oh, the cowboy dude, remember that I it's got that really funny name. Anyway, can't remember. Oh, from Justified? Justified, that's right. (laughs) What is his name? I forgot. All right, friends, this has been uh, our triumphant return of the Waystation podcast. At what at the you source for live hacks, social commentary, amazing stories. I triumphantly returned. Right. (laughs) Your source for live hacks, social commentary, amazing stories. I'm Randy. I'm William. Have a good day.